Yo, what's up, you guys? Welcome to another beautiful episode of my podcast entitled Interested. Why do I call it Interested? Because I'm actually interested in a lot of the people that I'm talking to, and hopefully you're interested too. So listen, this particular guest is pretty awesome. We're taking it back to the old school. Keep it up for my man, Mr. Arsenio Ho! This day and age, you either go dance on ABC or go fight on NBC. So I figured, who other better to co-host this particular episode was Arsenio's old school friend from back in the day. Keep it going, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez, not the skater. By the way, I know where all the bodies are buried. Oh, I know where all the shit. white women's hearts was broken because it was Arsenio, the crusher. Right. Arsenio. <laughs> Arsenio. So tell, the people, so tell the people that maybe are like in the younger, younger uh, generation who Arsenio Hall is. Arsenio Hall is Just one of the funniest yeah. young men, the pride of Cleveland. Yeah. One of the funniest uh, young men to ever come out of Cleveland, long before Drew Carey. He put Cleveland on the Matt Arsenio is the only person who who actually gave uh, uh, Johnny Carson, the king of late night, a run for his money. Wow! wow. And, you know, and he made a lot of money, and then he uh, retired to raise his kid, and then he, yeah. he's coming back, and he's on That's TV sick. now. Sick, yeah. yeah. So, so you started with him, right? Absolutely. You we, guys started in the '80s or something. That's right. We uh, 1981, 82. We met at Osco's Disco. Wow! That's where they did the movie. Uh, Thank God it's Friday. A lot of you young wow. people don't know, but uh, uh, that's where we started. You know, started doing comedy at a at a room downstairs that used to belong to, to uh, was it Bill Osco? No, it was an, Ar- an Armenian guy. He used oh, to go, shit. you, you, you not funny, you not funny. Yeah, but you funny, but you not funny. Right, right. <laughs> so I thought it would be cool for to have you sit in with me uh, and listen to this particular episode because Arsenio actually stopped by to see my mom, Mitzi yeah. Shore, who we hey, talk about. Guy, talk about later. She's elderly. You uh, know? Your mom's like our mom, you know. Yeah. In comedy certainly is. So Arsenio stops by and I bring him into the, my garage at my mom's house. Right, right. Thing, and I just sat down with him. Can you sit with me and listen to what he has to say or what? Yeah, man. I got time for cool. you, Polly. Say something in Spanish. Ahora tenemos la comedia de Polishore con Arsenio. Here it is, guys. Every time I see you, you always ask about my mom. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. one of the few guys besides Stephen Kravitz. <laughs> so you're in good company. Yeah. No, but you're always, it's you know, cool. My funniest visit time, to your mom, my funniest visit, I didn't get to see her. And this is one of those things of how you have to train the help. Uh, you have to always train the help about the concept of TMI. Mm-hmm. Um, I pull up in the driveway. It's the last time I got to visit at the Doheny a house. I pull up in the driveway and a Hispanic woman comes out through the gate and she says, Missy on the toilet. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll come back, but you probably just could tell me she's indisposed. You know, I don't need to know exactly where Mitzi is. <laughs> I just need to know when to come back. But, um, dude, you, you know why I'm here. No, I know, you know but the people listening, the people listening, why? But no, here's the time in the main no, room. I, for I, me. under, I understand, but the thing is, you know, and I know she's in her 80s. Okay, you know, and I know that it's been so long. There's there's a ge- younger generation that don't know who we are. They know you, you right. now. You got it back no, on TV, but back people, on show. It, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of people. No, my ego, my ego's in check, man. There's some people who think I'm the guy from Blade. I get it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of generation. So I'm trying to say for the people that are listening. Why you're Arsenio Hall? Why is it so important to visit this lady? And who the hell is this lady for the kids that are eighteen to twenty-five that are listening to this right now? This lady, let's start with giving her a name. Her name is Mitzi Shore. A lot of people call her the queen of all comedy. 
And I think that would be a fair title. If you can't give it to her, who would you give that title to? Mm. This is a lady who in 1980, in 1980, I walked up to her on a Monday night with a three-piece suit on and a corsage in the lapel. Why? Because I'm a retard. But um, I thought I had to have a nice presentation. I was about to meet Mitzi Shore. I walk up and I shake her hand. Most important handshake ever. She said, hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. I hear you're funny. And uh, I went on stage. And that this was 1980. This was 1980. Right. And where'd you go on stage? uh, stage? It was in the original room of the Sunset Comedy Store. And I went up on stage in a three-piece suit. No comic was supposed to go up on a Monday night on potluck with a three-piece suit on. But that was part of my dad, you know. Um, My dad's a Baptist preacher. I was always taught dress up when you want to make an impression. And that night, I wanted to make an impression on Mitzi Shore. I didn't want to just be funny, but I wanted to look the part of a star. And that night, she told me, she said, you are funny. She said, you're a great performer. And I thought I was in. And she says, keep working. And I kept working. And I didn't. What did she think? You, did you think you were kind of phony or something? What was it you that know you what? thought that you were putting on an act? She thought. No, what did you think oh, after she said that? After she, gave she that said thing? that, it dawned on me. <laughs> right. I, I hadn't had my 10,000 hours yet. Right. Yeah. It dawned on me. That even making this crowd laugh means nothing because there are different layers of greatness and success, mm. and you've only unpeeled the first, and that's just the ability to get up on the stage mm. and try to eventually get back to who you are because that's what I didn't realize that night. I was so nervous and so young. It was going to take a long time for me to get back to the guy that people at parties say is funny. Mm. You know how people say, yo, you're funny, dude. You should do comedy. You should Mm -hmm. do stand-up. They don't realize it's going to take us a long time to get to the guy they know. Mm. Because when you're on stage, that's not a natural environment. You were kind of more of a host vibe because you you looked good. You had a suit on. But your your depth wasn't the Richard Pryor or Sam thing. There wasn't that pain. There was pain inside of you because you grew up in this – environment your, your parents divorced when you were six right right, right. so you, your dad wasn't you had this pain but you were putting on this hey hey, hey facade and yeah. at what point did and, and you, you start feeling like and i didn't know who i was i yeah. was cosby without a cigar i right. didn't know who i was right, right. i was i was all my heroes you were all of them like like eddie richard oh, all well, of eddie, them eddie was one. younger than me yeah. um your heroes kind of have to be people who were doing it before you i think and i think my heroes were um, Flip Wilson, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, and the list goes on because your your hard drive is built of everyone you've ever seen. So we're here with um, Paul Rodriguez. What's up? Not the skater, Paul Rodriguez. Not the That's skater, your son. The old school guy. Old school guy. Comedy Central's number 77th funniest stand-up comic of all time. So, all time. So what do you think about what he just said, just about when he first started and it's came accurate. out there and came out there and saw my mom and stuff like that? It's accurate. You know, his description of, uh, of Mitzi and the way he imitates her, it's, it's pretty common. Your mom has to be one of the most imitated among comics, you know. She's a, she's a 
legend in her own right. I mean, yeah. you know, she basically brought comedy and stand-up comics, the biggest of all time. Yeah. Uh, Arsenio and I are, are lucky because we're from the graduating class. When the Comedy Store had its 15th anniversary, yeah. that was the biggest show ever uh, to date. It had, a, it had Richard Pryor, it had David Letterman, it had you, it had Arsenio, myself, it had Roseanne Barr. I mean, the who's who, man. Right, right. And they were on that show. Uh, that was a that was a, a high mark. And you were you were there though because you just you just turned fifty nine, and I think that Arsenio he tells us later about how old. So you guys kind of started at the same time. Yeah, so well, you were, he started. In do you remember? Cleveland. Do you remember when you first? Became yeah. a paid regular at the store? I, I became a paid regular after doing a year of hell at Osco's Disco. Wow. You know, and then and from then on, I would, you know, back then there was what they call a, a, a circuit. You had Skippy Lowe's. You had uh, you had the, the Comedy Skippy. Cave. Skippy Lowe's. Skippy Lowe's, remember? <laughs> Tell people about Skippy Lowe's. Skippy Lowe is the straightest man <laughs> in show business. He's the what? He's the straightest man yeah, in right. show business. What about Falstaff? Remember Falstaff? Falstaff? Yeah, yeah. Falstaff. He died, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. passed, he passed he, on. He had some fat and then Joanne, Joanne uh, yeah. was uh, the the lady that ran the uh, Oscos disco. Yeah, uh, she was a loon. She used to have a gun wow. for those who weren't funny. Wow. And then and then you had uh, Marla Gibbs. She had the, the Chitlin Circuit, Jesus. the African Americans in South Central. Chitlin so, Circuit. That's what they call the Chitlin Circuit. Yeah. It's not derogatory, but I think African American black guys, black standups started that. You know, yeah. Arsenio will say, "Let's go over there. Let's go hit Marla Gibbs." You have to go on a gauntlet yeah. through South Central, very dangerous, yeah. you know, sketchy part of town. But the audiences were good, and if you could be funny there you'll be funny anywhere cool yeah. so so yeah so we're just sitting in with uh paul rodriguez this is paulie shaw and interested and we're listening to arsenio hall and Lay just trying to get just trying to <laughs> just trying to get the old school you know, let me just say this about arsenio. arsenio unlike uh, m- most uh, uh, black uh, comics at the time he worked so Bill Cosby-ish, but mm. in his own style. He was always clean, wow. and he, uh, he was well-dressed, mm. which, uh, you know, a lot of comics like to be slobs, you know. Mm. I guess they, they admire, you know, David Letterman. Not that he's a slob, but he would go up there with jeans and tennis right, shoes. Right. Our city was always dapper, you know, yeah. before Cedric the Entertainer, mm. before, uh, you know, yeah. uh, the, these guys. Were, our city was always decked out big two three piece suit and uh, and he'd go out there and he'd lay it down it, right, he was a right. classy very sexy he's got beautiful skin too. Uh, we, I used to yeah I used to call him uh, he was the finest Henderson without the songs right <laughs> cool so let's listen to some more finest Henderson without the songs this is Mr. Paul Rodriguez what's up in La Casa and uh, Paul Shore on Interested listen to some more Arsenio Hall You know, I went to see Al Green perform at the Cleveland Public Auditorium one time. And while I'm watching Al Green, I realize, hey, I just, I'm still thinking about that comic that was on. That comic I don't even know. And what I dug about that comic is, is as a kid, I was a magician, which requires doves and boxes and saws and all kind of shit and assistant. Then I was a drummer in my life. Bass drum, zildjins. Tom-toms, equipment, equipment, equipment. I'm watching the guy on before Al Green, the comic. He just had juice and a microphone. Mm. That intrigued me. Mm. And being a preacher's son, I've watched my dad with just juice and a microphone Mm. move large congregations Mm -hmm. of people. I've always had an infatuation with people who make their living uh, through the gift of gab, okay? Mm. So basically, I was a guy who knew what I wanted to do, but when we first go up on stage, we have no idea Mm-mm. what it's really all about. Right. And your mom said, keep working. Right. I'd only been doing it a couple months. And she told you that. What, what did you wind up doing? I mean, obviously. At that became, point, at that point, I started going. Became, but what oh, did you God. do? You, 
because that was like for me it was like I performed for the first time in front of her in front of Louie and Paul Mooney. Right. And I ended with a dance number. And after I finished that, I asked her, I said, um, how did I do? She said, stick to the dancing. Ouch. Yeah. So, so, and that basically was like, get, you know, you're not, it's not happening. Me and my, with with my suit on, I'm surprised she didn't say, hey, open a haberdashery. Right. But, but she said, keep doing it. Yeah. She said, keep doing it, which is, for the people that are listening right now, when my mom, Mitzi Shore, says keep doing, that means she sees something in you. There's something there, but, you know, just keep doing it. You know, because I know, I remember Gary Shanley took a long time as well, Howie Mandel, all you guys, because I was a kid when you guys first, I was probably 14, a short order cook at the Westwood. I, and I remember you seeing guys, you break dance yeah. at Venice. Oh, yeah, in Venice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're here um, at the home, the beautiful home, by the way, beautiful home. Of it's a rental. It's a rental. Right. <laughs> of Paul Rodriguez and his chihuahua. Yeah, my chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about what he said? I mean. Oh, absolutely. You know, your mom uh, didn't suffer no fools, man. Mm. You know, that was a positive thing, you know. Mm. It was hard for the comics to read. Your mom will, will tell people on the stage, uh, you have no business on my stage. Mm. She was harsh. She goes, I don't want to see you here again. Yeah. You know, you're a, you're a writer. If, if you were a writer, if she saw that your material was good, but you weren't a good present, she would say you you belong behind the camera not in front of the camera mm-hmm. she'd say you're too unattractive for that you know she yeah. she, she was uh, really rough and a lot of guys uh, just couldn't take it man and, and they, they the minute you're not accepted then there's something wrong with her oh she don't know comedy she right. don't know, or whoever says that is doesn't know what they're talking about because just look look at the talent that she saw and spotted and look look where they're at today yeah they're without a doubt the who's who you know from mike binder who's a great uh, uh, director now yeah. you know yeah. mitzi's uh, thumbprint is in american comedy I mean, you can you can uh, uh, look at the careers of some of the greatest. Shanlin, I mean, he went on to, to for my money, one of the funniest. Yeah, music. Gary Shanley. Gary Shanley should yeah. exa- be on stage again. Uh, you name it. There were two uh, clubs at the time, but I think the even, Westwood Club. The Westwood Club. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about that in a little. He brings it up. Oh, great! Because uh, yeah, that, that, that was that was the first time I was ever on stage was in that club. Yeah, first time ever on stage. That's you know? crazy. Yeah, it is. We're here on Interested, and this is Polly Shore, and Mr. Paul Rodriguez. So now here you are back on TV. What's that like? I mean, you know what's weird? Well, well, wait, wait. Well, let just me back up one minute to mom. Okay. okay. Because she didn't just say, go get it together. She gave me a place. I couldn't come mm. to the Sunset right. Comedy Store, the world famous Sunset Comedy Store. But she said, I have a small place yeah, in, in Westwood. Westwood. Right, Westwood. And I want you and yeah. Paulie yeah, yeah. and Howie Mandel and a bunch of guys. To go use that place. And, and for the people that are listening right now, tell them who are the people were that worked at the Westwood Comic. Because the Westwood Comic Store was kind of like the bastard child of the, of the OR in the main room. And you know what? But it was I, Dice. I don't want to call it the bastard child because it was our college, dude. Right. And, and uh, it was me and you. And I always remember Howie Mandel because he was the guy I didn't want to follow. Right. That motherfucker. Would crush it. Yeah, he kills. I mean, he would have an Izod Lacoste shirt on with a real alligator right. <laughs> on his on his breast, and he would have that 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 handbag hand that had bag. fingers yeah, at the bottom, yeah. and he'd put like a condom or a, a rubber a rubber glove on, on his, his head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I knew is I would rather follow Sam Kennison right. than Howie Mandel right. over in Westwood. That boy right. used to crush it. So I kept working and kept working. I would go. From one club to two other clubs. There were nights when I'd do the comedy store, Westwood. Then I would go work out 
in the valley at a place that eventually became a deli. And then I would go to Igby's, mm. which was a comedy club. And then me and Paul Rodriguez would go to Osco's mm. and give the DJ mm. the money we made earlier at the comedy clubs and get him to let us on there. Because right. if you could stop people from dancing right. and make them laugh, right. he's a bad boy. And right. so many nights we wanted challenges, so we'd do shit like that. And one day I came into the driveway of the comedy store, and your mom pulled up in a Jaguar with the top down. And that was fly enough. I didn't need anything else to happen. But what she did was turn to me and said, Arsenio, you can work the main room Saturday night. Mm. And only comics know what I'm talking about right now. Mm. Only comics probably are getting chicken skin listening to me right now. Because that's the day that Mitzi Shore said, you could work the Comedy Store Sunset. And for a comic, that's the beginning of everything else. Because from that point on, whether you're an NBC talent coordinator or a Tonight Show producer or someone who has a movie to offer me, I'm going to be on this stage when you come see the best in the world. And I'm going to get mine at some point. And I did. And Mitzi is one of three women that I owe everything to. Mitzi, Nancy Wilson, the jazz singer who pulled me out of Ohio and made me come here, and my mom. Mm. Those three women got me to where I am now. And I'm glad all three of them are rich so I don't have to give them nothing in return. Do you have chicken skin? Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. There are three big moments in show business. Mm. It was when Carson mentioned your name and you got wow. to sit next to him, you know? Right. It, it, it was when you got the, your name on Vegas at the marquee mm. or you got your mm. series, something like that. Mm. And I, I said, for a lot of comics, it was when you became a regular at the comedy store. Wow. When you became a regular at the comedy store, that means you could park. You know, parking was big. You know, they, they, no, no guy you was going to park gonna, in the back. Right. No guy, no guy was going to say, no, you can't park here, you know, because mm. well, that was special, man. Mm. You, you drove in the, the parking guy used to look at you and go oh yeah yeah come on in and they mm. they you gave him the keys you were you were a real star and you were one of the you were one of the the the, the princess of that place man you what was it like when you guys would drive around and like try to we, we dream, spots man. yeah you were trying because I, I remember i was with phase on love that's when because i obviously i was mitzi's son right right so for me it was always like i got to get away from this place because i started the laugh factory yeah. and then i was in new york with phase on palling around trying to get spots with a him. lot of so us so for you yeah it was arsenio you guys would roll he was my road dog yeah, yeah. I, I used to hang out with him uh, Jackson Purdue mm. and uh, you know Kennison at the time you know we were like popcorn it was mm. like uh, uh, the minute one of us got a serious poop we popped and we couldn't yeah. hang out as much as we were right. you had to wake up early in the morning got to yeah. be disciplined right yeah. but we longed for the day when we would hang out behind the the, the, the Westwood store you know where yeah. Kennison was did a cook did you do drugs with Sam you did absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. Man, absolutely. but did Arsenio Arsenio was a joint man I don't I think he might be telling me he had some of the best pot ever but he wasn't a chemical man he, right. he, he loved marijuana he had some of the best weed and that's why Rodney Dangerfield would always right. you know, go to the back and go, where's that black guy at? Cool. So we're, we're here at, with Paul Rodriguez. This is Pauly Shore. We're here at, uh, at his house. We're, we're talking about reminiscing in the old days, listening to Arsenio Hall. You still interested yeah. or what? Yeah, it's man. It's pretty I cool stayed. shit, right? It is, man. You almost cried just now, bro. Well, you know, he, I mean, he, he, he's, I can't tell you, man. He's a legend in his own right. I'm glad yeah. to get back. Yeah. All right. Here's a little bit more Arsenio on Interested. And uh, your mom, where's your mom now? My mom is here. I moved you her moved out here. You moved her out here, huh? Yep, and you so and do, I are. So, do, so we're doing the same thing. <laughs> you and I, are, you, you hit yeah, it, Yeah, but you're man. not living in the garage. Well, <laughs> I'm living damn in the garage. near, <laughs> damn near. I have a room just like this at my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah, there's a room 
that um, this is the garage for the people that are listening to. But you know what? what? A garage for us it's good. is nicer <laughs> than most garages. Right. Uh, that's true. This this it's garage, a garage right in here, Beverly Hills. Yeah, this is a Beverly Hills garage. <laughs> the house that Michael Jackson was born in in Indiana is not as large as this. Right. Right. The whole house. All right. 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 Check the, so, check so, the dimensions. So she. Uh, so you moved her out here. Yeah, moved her out here. She's now? here. My mom is a little younger than Mitzi. My mom is seventies somewhere in and there. How, is she, her health is okay. Her health is okay, but um, as we get older, we all see yeah. the changes and the differences. And thank God that Do our have parents have and, children. Do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, I have um, a brother named Peter Hall. Right, I have a and, brother uh, named Peter. I, yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all my, all my, <laughs> all my siblings. Um, are not here. Oh, they're not here. More importantly, they were not my mother's children. All my siblings are from different a different dads. mom. A different mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a different mom um, that my dad was married to prior to my mom. Okay. So yeah. how many? So you have how many brothers and sisters? Uh, one brother, one sister by a different mom. Yeah. So they're my so, dad's kids. Yeah, but they're not. They're not here. They're not here to oversee your mom. And no, them. they're not overseeing nobody. They right. don't give a fuck. So, about those, so the, so the people that are listening right now, so we're basically, I mean, we're taking care of our elderly parents in a way. I mean, absolutely. I mean, so Which is the way it should be. It should be right. Yeah. I feel like that. Like fuck a retirement. Like, home. Yeah, like like I feel like that's where I need to be right now. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I travel. I'm on tour all the time. I have I have a house. I have a nice house up in the hill. I lease that out. I don't need it. Like mm-hmm. you were saying earlier. About Richard Pryor walking in the house and having a smaller house, it just seems the older we get, the less we really need. Because yeah. when you're younger, how old are you now? I am fifty-seven. 50. Yeah, so fifty-seven is a lot different when you were twenty in your twenties and you were coming up, and you're like, I need all this shit. Yeah, like Eddie Murphy. I've been to his house. Uh-huh. You've been to his house. Well, his house it's is a fucking whole insane. Other yeah, I mean, like I'm than- walking in the fucking house. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it's crazy. And he's looking at me like, what are you doing? Well, this is normal. What comic was it that had a joke uh, that a violin is only slightly smaller than its case? Who needs all that room? I love I that line. I don't know. I love that line. Because when you think about it, you know, we really only need a place that we can be in and have a little room around us. We need that, yeah. little, that little pouch under the neck of the violin. Yeah. And you also, do you ever watch the show MSN Lockup? Yes. Yeah, it's a great show, right? It's with oh, prisoners. I saw a guy cooking in his cell. That's what I'm saying. That's dude. crazy. I know, but if you watch these guys, if you got these guys in MSN lockup, if they could fucking live in a in a little cell like that, we could fucking live in a little. They're human beings. We're human beings, right? You know what? That just re- that I, I think you and I. I mean, it's should true, live right? In a cell, and and just just as an example, we should shoot it. Yeah, and just like just chill, like we, like you don't need a whole bunch of shit. And see how we survive, how resourceful yeah. we can become. We'll can be we fine. take sugar? It's cubes? all in the mind because if you watch MSN Lockup, there's basically two choices. Number one, you can either be the guy that found Jesus that's in the cell cooking food, uh-huh. or number two, you could be in solitary confinement throwing the feces on the fucking thing, going crazy. Or you could throw feces and find Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's not exclusive one or the other, Paulie. <laughs> so funny. yeah, that's pretty shit. <laughs> right. Um so this is so that being said, I mean, you do have a big house and you're by yourself. What's the reason that you have a big house? Do you have a lot of money? I mean, do you no, save you know, a lot of money cuz this is I've this house, well. let's be honest, dude. This is a fucking big house. I've, okay. I've done well. No, it's a big house. This yeah. house is probably worth. I mean, let me just say it's I've probably like well. 2 to it's probably 2 to 3 million. 
around? Uh, yeah, I've, I've done I've done well, but uh, no, it's it's too much. He's right, absolutely right. I live here by myself. Mm. When I was younger, I used to party, used to bring a lot of yeah. girls here. Because you have a stripper pole right I there. I do have but a stripper pole. you don't use it. No, I can't, I can't claim. I never did use it. <laughs> it was just an excuse, you know. I had this girlfriend who was a stripper, right? I think right. a lot of comics gravitate to strippers. Yeah. And she uh, used to heat the pool, and she said, uh, do you mind if I bring some of my friends to use the pool? I said, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And before you know it, after a while, after 2 o'clock, this place was boiling with naked girls really? in the pool, right? And when, that, how long ago was this? Uh, about three or four years ago, you wow. know? Wow, so and what happened recently. Is that, yeah, uh, what happened is that a lot of uh, uh, the cops would come, a lot of noise, my neighbors started. Gina, the warrior princess, uh, was my neighbor, Lucy mm. Lawless. She got pissed off one time, and she said, well, you know, and she moved, actually. And uh, so, But now I don't do that no more. You know, right. I just basically, you know, I just stay to myself, and I, I just work on business, you know? And then what about your parents? Where are your parents? My parents passed away, Bob. Wow. My mama wow. passed away on Mother's Day last Jesus year. Jesus fuck, She was dude. 96 years old. Holy shit. She's, uh, she, we were there oh when she took her last breath, but she fuck. lived a long and beautiful yeah. life, you know? Yeah. She was great. But, you know, I, I'm, I, I thank God that I got to make a little money before mm. before both my dad and mom passed away because I got, them, got to buy them the things they wanted. You know, I got them the ranch and the, the car and, and the things they wanted. So I'm, That's I'm happy. That's great. Yeah, That's yeah. great. So you got to give back. I did, man. Yeah. My, my mama was everything to me. Like, like Arsenio, mm. I, I remember we would talk a lot about our moms on stage. But it's true. You don't have to exaggerate too much. You know, I think you losing your father. My father was a good man. He passed wow. away, but I, I handled that. It's taken me about two years. For, for about a year, I couldn't go on stage, wow. man. I was really close to my mom. Losing your mom is, is, wow. is like the closest thing. You know, you see your mortality because, I mean, this face that I do it on stage, your mom is your first apartment on the planet, you know? Right. I mean, that's, that's your home right there. Yeah, vagina. You were yeah. born right there. Yeah. When, when that dies, there's a, there's a, there's a real serious wow. connection of sadness, that, right. at least I experienced. And your dad is just was the semen. It was like... My dad was just a visitor, you know? just like, yeah. Yeah, but... But you lived in your mom's vagina your and mom that was your is, apartment. Yeah, and I was the last... rent? I was the last tenant. <laughs> they they, they made a mess. Rent? They made a mess for brothers and sisters yeah. that had graffiti on the universe. Yeah, so that's probably why I live in the garage. <laughs> But think about uh, that. That's a heavy thing. That, no, but because seriously, yeah. like, for for real, it's like I can't let go. You you know can't, I mean? The garage is the vagina now. You know, yeah. you're still in, you're still in there. <laughs> right. That's a very nice vagina. <laughs> but you know, losing your mom for mm. me was even I knew she died at you know she was in hospice. Wow. She died there with all her children. But still, that day it, it didn't sink into the mm. the next week when I I would miss her and I, I'd call yeah, just yeah, to like, hear her answering wow. machine. You know, where are you? Where you been? Oh my and god! I, I've never felt homeless until mm. she passed away because mm. home is where your mother lives. Wow. When, when your mother's gone, you're, you're really homeless, even, even if you're in other places. That sucks. It did. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. We've got a little bit more of our senior. Thank you so much for sitting in with me. This is Dude, fucking... it's a pleasure, man. Yeah, I would have yeah, listened yeah. to this anyway. Yeah, this is cool shit. So now that you're back on TV 19 yes. years later, what do you think about that? Um, totally different Because what's, what's weird for me is that you're not working out at the store. You just go straight from... This guy right to your live audience. Oh, no, no, I've, I've been working out. Just, Where have just, you been working out? Well, you know, the sunset because is so I know, hard to access. You know, it's 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 such a major oh, thoroughfare. Okay. So I kind of hide out in Pasadena. Okay, so you go to the guy's ice house. house. Okay. And like tonight I'll go meet Jay at Comedy Imagine. Okay, good. Oh, okay, yeah. Good. I'm, I'm so getting to work Okay, in. good. Oh, I wasn't brother. sure. Brother, I'm getting to work I in. wasn't sure. Yeah. So yeah. Because why don't you go on – why don't you do some shows on tour? Why don't you go hit the well, road? Because I know Jay does list Caesars or he does like Vegas. Yeah. Like why don't you – Go make well, some cash. Well, first of all, I haven't and had like, a day off since I since I launched this, okay. and prior to launching it, hadn't 
done anything but prepare for the launch and sell the vehicle for five years prior to it. Right. It's been a long yeah, because, road getting it yeah, back Yeah, because on. I talked to my agent, and I was like, he went from fucking celebrity apprentice right yeah. to a show. He goes, no, idiot. No, 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 no. <laughs> he goes, no. That was, <laughs> he goes, that was, he uh, goes, no, you've been working on this show for a long time. Yes. So it's not like... You guys, it's not like he got Celebrity Apprentice and then all of a sudden, yo, now I got my own show. No, I, I had sold the show three years prior to that and was spending that three years putting my face back out there. Out there. I needed people to see me again as a talking head. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like when I would sit in for Piers Morgan and take his show or sit in for Billy Bush with Kit Hoover and take Access Hollywood, it wasn't because I don't like to be at home. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, you it, prepping it, it, for this. I was prepping. I was yeah. shaking the rust off. I was allowing people to see me in that light again. And uh, when I did Apprentice, it was like I have a year until my show debuts. What am I going to do to get major visibility? Mm. And in this day and age, mm. you either go dance on dance ABC on stars, yeah. or go fight on NBC. Right, right, right. So and and that, that was the choice I right. made. I went to NBC. And, and God, you know, I could have been fired the first week. And that would have sucked for launching yeah. a show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, ladies and gentlemen, I was just fired and I'm coming back to late night. That's yeah. a fucked up slogan. Right, right, you know, right, 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 right. <laughs> I've just been fired and I'm coming back to late night. It's horrible as a bumper sticker. So I won that shit. Right. And, um, and, then, and then when I saw you recently get interviewed by Oprah Winfrey at the store, right, she asked you, she goes, well, you know, what did you do for 19 years or whatever? So you said uh, uh, that, that you needed to raise your, your son. Well, right, I mostly. thought... You know what? I don't even think it's a need. I think that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, God blessed me do. with paper and said, do what you choose to do with your paper. Right. And I decided I wanted to take time off and have a relationship with my son a little different than the one that, that I had, had with, with my dad. Father, right. You know, my dad right. didn't know how important he was to me. And my dad worked constantly and let my mother handle raising me. And even though I love that, but that was then, and this is now, mm-hmm. and I choose now to do it a certain way. And I also ch- choose to let my son see this side of me because one day he's going to pursue something, mm. and he needs and he to know to the know work that you ethic. Were there. But he also know that you were there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're here with Paul Rodriguez. You Damn, he is a good father. Stuff. Yeah. I, I ran into him at, at the house of uh, um, Burkholz, Burkhol, the, the guy that owns uh, uh, there's a Ralph's and all that. Right. Big old house for a charity event that they did on skating. Mm. And I remember seeing him with his son. And, and to know, I talked to him, remember this, to know that he had taken that kind of time to raise his kid mm. and all that. He's a lot better father than I am because I love my sons and we're, we're, we're tight as tight. But I wasn't a hands-on father. How many father. kids do you have? I have two, two boys. And which one's a skateboarder? Paul. Paul Jr. And how old is he? He's 29. He's 29. My other one is 13. And you're about to turn 60. I'm 59. Yeah, 59. So how old were you when you had uh, Paul? I had him at 30. At 30? Yeah, 30. So you had him a lot younger Mitzi than our show, Mitzi was the one that she told me, she goes, look, she's going to have a baby. Just get a DNA test and just deal with it. If you're old enough to have a child, mm. go ahead and just deal. You need a son anyways. Wow. So by that time, I That's had to cool. end up and we, I, Although I was never wound up with the, with the mother, we're in good relations, yeah. you know. I never, you, you didn't have to chase me for no child support. Yeah. And I was always in his life. And nowadays, I'm glad I was because he's making money. And I, yeah. I'm just, yeah, you know. Yeah, for the people listening, <laughs> I mean, it, it, Paul Rodriguez, his son, just so you know, is like a super famous skateboarder, yeah. correct? Lifetime contract with Nikes on the yeah. seventh shoe. You see the Shit. house, I, I yeah. made it a, a kind of homage to yeah. him. He's That's just a good sick. kid. You know, he's a good kid. All right, we're cruising along. Here, uh, we're here with my co-host, Mr. Ed McMahon Rodriguez. Oh, oh, oh you're right, Johnny. And uh, we've got a little bit more Arsenio Hall. This is Polly Shore's Interested.
I mean, we have a wonderful relationship. Right. He's 14 years old right now, and Daddy's back doing what Daddy does. And uh, and he needs to see me tired and falling asleep at night. Right. I fall asleep while he's doing his homework saying, uh, you know, you need to carry the... <laughs> right. And, you know, he needs that. Cool. Well, thanks for talking to me. Hey, dude, thank you. When, when can I listen to this podcast? I don't know. I got to post it. Okay. I'll tell you when it's out there. Yeah, let me know, dude. Later, bro. Let me know. C- cut out all the vulgarity. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Later, dudes. Well, now that we connected yeah. again via text message, Ooh. thanks, Harry Basil, by the way, gave me your cell. Yeah, Gary, yeah. Harry, Harry, Harry Basil awesome. is a, yeah, is a sweetheart. great dude, man. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur. He, yeah, it's he's, a, a he's turned into a businessman. A director, so he's funny. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's what kids and bills will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you for sitting in with me. So tell us what you got coming out this year and where people you yeah. are on Twitter. You have yeah. a, a website, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, you can Twitter. You can Twitter me. And Twitter, uh, Twitter your son, too. Yeah, the, the Paul Rod, the Paul Rod uh, on mm-hmm. You know, there's so many Paul Rodriguez's. Right. The Paul Rod uh, on Twitter and and uh, paulrodriguez.com, you know. And, hey, man, thanks a lot. Yeah, for yeah. I that. love you so much, too. Thank you for, so, for, like for stopping by. I job, man. You know? All right. We'll see you guys later. Everybody say bye to Paul Rodriguez. Bye. bye. I'm Adios. interested. I'm very interested. Well, that was it, you guys. That was Arsenio Hall and Mr. Paul Rodriguez. And definitely follow Arsenio Hall on Twitter, which is at Arsenio Hall. Follow Paul Rodriguez at Paul Rod. And um, thank you, guys. And I want to tease next week's episode with none other than the fabulous Mr. Andy Dick. I came here for help, not to do a fucking podcast. No apologies, So I know you guys will definitely tune in for that one. Follow me on Twitter, of course, which is at Pauly Shore. Tell me what you think about the uh, podcast. Interested? Go to my website for information um, on my tour dates, which is just PaulyShore.com. And I want to thank Blackout Party um, for providing the music under Paul Rodriguez. And you can follow them on Twitter, which is just at Blackout Party SD. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. We'll see you. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye, weasels. Bye.